0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do it be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up, as has the Griffiths. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for laughs fans. I'm your host ZZ. And I'm Liz. And Liz, I... I just very narrowly averted disaster there. I just had a big old gulp of water. Mm. And I feel the hiccup coming on. Uh-oh. And I was like, do I... Do I start the intro? Do I power through? What's going on? And I feel like I'm kind of... Still on the edge here, but I'm, I'm I'm keeping it down. How are you? How are you feeling?
1: I'm well. I I think I could kind of tell because you, you put a lot of a lot of spice in that intro, but it, it now in retrospect I know it was just that little bit of adrenaline.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of like I got to get through this. I don't want to hiccup during the intro, right? You know, I, I can I can edit out and hiccup somewhere else, not during during a word or anything yeah yeah we are hot off of the uh recording a common room about a very blessed piece of media right you've been playing the witcher 3 yeah i've been playing the witcher 3 maybe we should just pivot this whole podcast huh what if, huh? What if you're just like, you know what? No thanks. No thanks. I don't want to know about uh, what Draco is up to anymore. Right,
1: reading, reading, kind of the the signs a little bit here, um, and and wondering, uh, probably what WB is wondering. Does anyone really care about Harry Potter anymore?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just just going like, uh, mm, ah, wow. This is what this is what a good thing can be like. Right. But we we are soldiers. We are scholars. We must carry on. Especially because there was a little bit of news this week. Oh. This week, it was announced that HBO Max, the new streaming service. Now, God. Should we get into a little bit of streaming (gasps) services? There's another. I thought HBO
1: already had a streaming service. It was called HBO Go.
0: Yeah, now they have HBO Max, which I guess is like a a soft reboot or something. Oh, okay. Let's go off a little bit on streaming services. Right, I'm
1: I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to do it.
0: Don't like them. Right, like I would like to own some physical media. I would like to perhaps buy a digital copy. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck around with any anymore these these streaming services anymore.
1: Yeah, the thing is, is like I might have watched those things. Now I just won't. <laughs> exactly. Now I'll just do something else.
0: I'll just i'll play, I'll play the Witcher three. <laughs> I'll fi- a five year old video game instead. Right. The Harry Potter. Uh, film series has sort of like entered the streaming service discourse this week mm.
1: aren't they all available on netflix but not in the united states
0: Th- yes that is part of this like like the they they can put it where they want uh elsewhere but the interesting piece of news here this is due to a deal that i don't think we were aware of until this point uh this is from cinema blend Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out HBO Max will not include the eight Harry Potter movies in two Fantastic Beasts spinoffs when the streaming service is launched in spring 2020. According to Warner Media's Executive Vice President of Content Acquisitions, Michael Quigley, a licensing deal made in 2016 prevents the studio behind bringing J.K. Rowling's wizarding World to Life on the big screen to its upcoming platform. It has been explained that all Harry Potter movies are tied to NBC Universal back in 2016 warner bros signed a deal with the network giving them exclusive broadcast and cable access to the fantasy series until 2025 Mm.
1: can you imagine primetime nbc harry potter tv show
0: (laughs) just 30 rocket
1: hogwarts exactly
0: so yeah according to like this is the deadline article about this which is goes into a little bit more granular detail uh nbc universal wrapped up an exclusive deal for all of the wizarding world movies including fantastic beast spin-offs that contract began in july 2018 and goes through 2025 giving all comcast tv networks all on-air and digital rights uh universal theme parks are also the home for harry potter experiences and uh, there's a quote from an hbo HBO guy here saying like oh these discussions will continue you can't have our experience without harry potter and nbc is rolling out their new streaming service peacock so like harry potter is now going to be a bargaining chip in the streaming wars which is very funny and i think it is a bargaining chip that matters i guess like a lot of people want to sit down and watch these movies right i guess that's what i keep hearing (laughs) i i just want to know what's going on with the like if warner so, so like obviously warner bros owns the rights to make all the harry potter stuff right sure but they can't air it on wbo networks which just I, I i'm so curious what this means for like maybe maybe this is why they haven't got any plans or why they keep saying that there's no plans for a uh a harry potter hbo show yeah right it's like, well, well we can't it would have to be on nbc at seven o'clock
1: Huh. That's so weird.
0: It it's could very it weird. could
1: be 30 Rock um with Hermione as the minister of magic.
0: Uh mm, yeah, okay. I'm if we want to do Veep but with uh but with Hermione, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not against this, maybe. I am. it
1: sounds terrible. <laughs>
0: It would certainly mean content, you know, for us to watch every week. Uh, Absolutely and- <laughs> not. <laughs> you mean you wouldn't sign up for a uh, NBC streaming service to watch The Office and then The Office again, but with Hermione?
1: Ugh, hurts my <laughs> head just thinking about.
0: <laughs> Maybe we won't get any uh, uh, new Harry Potter TV stuff, which, I mean, would be good. But it also means that, that uh, you know, we won't have any news to talk about, which will be sad.
1: I'm sure they'll figure out a way to cut a deal especially because it seems like Harry Potter is becoming less of a bargaining chip and more like a hot potato.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm I would love to see the numbers, you know, of like how much how much does Harry Potter like bring people to a streaming service? Like they're like you said, they're all on Netflix elsewhere, mm-hmm. um which I I would love to know how popular those are like in australia or the uk or whatever right like like i want i wonder how big of a deal that is on on netflix compared to like their original stuff or other shows or, or, or what have you
1: yeah are those like the movie version of the office like there are a lot of like a, a sizable contingent of people who just p- play them on repeat
0: i think it might be because you know there's the yearly marathons right like like mm-hmm. both thanksgiving and christmas and i think also halloween like mm-hmm. usa or whatever will do the the harry potter marathon um so i think it's gotta be it's definitely gotta be that for some people how many people that is
1: i'm, I'm gonna say it again i've said it a hundred times they need to smash the glass release baby dobby
0: release baby dobby a, a few people have pointed out to us ever since like the mandalorian came out and uh-huh. uh and and baby yoda became a thing mm-hmm. i guess we called baby dobby in like october of 2018 or something yeah, like that like right. way before uh so I, once again adding it to putting it on the big board uh adding another number to the board we we are putting up big predictions that are paying off all the time
1: yeah it, it just veered veered a little off into into star wars but um but i'll take it you know
0: yeah speaking of fantastic beasts i have one last piece of news here sure jude law yep b- big actor man yeah he gave an interview about Fantastic Beasts this week. He had quite an anecdote to spin, and also basically zero information on what the hell is going on with the film franchise. Hmm. Jude Law isn't just a part of the Harry Potter franchise, he's a fan, too. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Jude Law spoke about how important the Harry Potter series is in his own life. Uh, I read my children Harry Potter, took them to see the films, and I love Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I don't remember at what point, but somebody suddenly said, oh, you know they're going to want a Dumbledore.
1: (laughs) And I went you know, you know, you know they're gonna want Dumbledore in they're this, gonna want in this Dumbledore. film. That's right. And I
0: went through an audition process, and it was a process I hadn't done in a while, and it was fun to do because you felt like you wanted to make sure that you were married to this part. You didn't want to get it and buckle because there's great responsibility that comes with playing Albus Dumbledore. I think one of the most beautiful moments in preparation was working with J.K. Rowling. I spent an afternoon when she gave me the entire history of this great character i remember she went in and she was having tea she had these incredible heels on she said okay if you don't mind i'm going to stand up and she stood up for nearly 3 hours and just walked up and down talked 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 and it just came out it's living in her and i'm sitting there scribbling down notes and getting all of this incredible insight into this character which i had a little bit opportunity to use in the current one and next year i go ahead and we do another one in Fantastic Beast 3. There's more to come with that. What? What on earth? What is this anecdote? First of all, this sounds like a Joe Biden quote. Like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Complete nonsense. Right. Why is the first thing he says, like, so I went in and J.K. Rowling was wearing these amazing heels. What the fuck? What's going on, <laughs> man? <laughs> what the fuck? But also... He he does say, "Uh, next year I go ahead and we do another chapter in Fantastic Beast 3. There's more to come with that. So, oh. kind of still being real vague about the future of the series and only committing to one more film.
1: How long could she have talked about the history of Dumbledore? And what percentage of that is important? <laughs> I must know.
0: <laughs> I mean, no real disrespect to jude law because i do think he's pretty you know he's a good actor he's pretty good in these movies
1: what else is he in uh I'll... anything good
0: <laughs> he's he's a very respected actor who's been in a lot of stuff my first thought was oh he's in sky captain in the world of tomorrow <laughs> so that won't do what is jude law, law. most famous for he, oh he's he's watson in those sherlock holmes movies also probably not the best example i'm not picking the most uh respectable answers here. uh well
1: he's in king arthur legend of the sword 2017
0: oh that's right yeah he's the bad guy <laughs> fuck yes that's the best movie ever made so there we go Jude
1: Law, excellent excellent in that oh he's in gattaca
0: He's in Alfie. Um, Okay. Uh, He's in Cold Mountain. Remember that? He's in...
1: You know, if you could say one thing about Jude Law, and it's that he's been in a lot of movies. He's been
0: in a lot of great movies. He's been in... The Grand Budapest Hotel. And he's also (laughs) been in...
1: The Talented Mr. Ripley. He was in the 2004 film I Heart Huckabees.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't really do much as Dumbledore. He just sort of, like menaces uh uh newt for one scene and then he's gone he's not really like in that he's in the
1: he's in the flashback scene not and he's wearing just like a regular
0: suit and he does he does tell those ministry guys hey don't crack down on those neo-nazis if you do that they'll just they'll
1: just be nazis Nazis more yeah
0: but yeah i this anecdote aside from just being crazy again just sort of really walking around what the hell is going on with the third movie and he says next year what's going on when when are they making this movie what's why it gonna be about did jk rowling
1: just make a dumbledore movie it's he's clearly the only character that she's interested in god knows yeah. why i i will talk about this when we get to our chapter but i i feel like she keeps getting stuck into telling these stories that she's not interested in at all
0: yeah she he is clearly her favorite character i think i mean i think she said as much right like like he is her favorite why are character, these not right? just
1: the dumbledore movies the dumbledore trilogy just call it that that that's like that sounds yeah. way better here's the dumbledore trilogy it's gonna be it's gonna be like here's the hobbit the- movies so that's gonna be rough you can't you can't just like make it mm. good clearly they're not gonna make harry potter good but
0: yeah, I could because like, we're always hearing about all of dumbledore's wacky adventures in the books right if they just did like a i don't know like an indiana jones or something where it's like oh but he's a he's a he's a fancy wizard who goes around solving problems that's right. fun you could you could that's at least a baseline yeah, and for you a see movie. Him,
1: like reckoning with his ego that that we have to learn that he had to get over later in the books i don't i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah you could see him kiss some boys just kidding they wouldn't allow that but
1: wait is that why like is that legitimately why she couldn't make a dumbledore movie do you think she's just like god damn it why did i say that he was gay
0: oh Hmm, i'm serious because
1: clearly all she wants to do is tell a dumbledore story they're not going to make the Dumbledore trilogy yeah. centering on Dumbledore as a gay man. 100%. They're not right. going to do it. Did she just sing her Dumbledore that. movies? And is she just like, oh, why did I say that?
0: Shit. I think you're on I something there. I feel there. like I've said
1: something to this effect before. Like, wondering if she regretted that moment.
0: Yeah. but But specifically because it means that she can't do anything more with this character right without without pissing someone off right and i'm saying this because
1: i don't Uh, think that she has any moral compass whatsoever
0: (laughs) right yes yeah to to be clear this isn't this isn't like oh poor joe the mean system won't let her make a gay dumbledore movie if anyone could like if god if there is anyone working adjacent to like the big studio system who could like push through a like actually gay main character and not like these two ladies in Star Wars they share a kiss that we can cut out in the back right. of the movie right like if you, if there's anyone who can brute force through a gay character it will be the fucking author yeah. of Harry Potter right but she won't do that uh uh that would you know she's not interested in fighting that fight this I like this theory that she's she's mad that she has like shot herself in the foot here by you know uh by saying like oh yeah, Dumbledore's gay and then has has just Ruined this opportunity to just make schlocky Dumbledore movies for the rest of right. Her, I, I'm still
1: life. pretty convinced she said that just completely on a whim, right? Yeah,
0: that seems like something she like thought of before getting <laughs> up on stage. <laughs> right? Right? It's like I gotta have something. Right? Like I, I gotta announce something at this thing. What's the, something the, I can the say? The audio
1: clip of her just being like, "Oh, I would have told you sooner if I would known you'd be so excited." Just like rattles around in my head constantly.
0: That is such a like a, a astute observation too, because she's like the two things that she gives a shit about writing: mm-hmm. Dumbledore and like mysteries. Yeah, she absolutely would have written like some slightly more adult, but not like "Cuckoo's Calling" adult, uh, 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 like Dumbledore mysteries or something. I could see that. Like here's here's the grown-up Harry Potter. It's Dumbledore going around solving wizard murders. That seems
1: right, and he kind of gets mixed up in some in some bad shit and has to learn a lesson about it
0: yeah there's a story there that she won't tell ever instead instead we get him like appearing to be cue to uh to newt scamander at the beginning of every fantastic beast movie
1: i mean this is another order of the phoenix where it's like the big the big symbol of the movie is this like weird pendant that is magical and is ruining Dumbledore's life but we have no context for it we haven't seen it we don't know how <laughs> it was made it's meaningless to us
0: we don't know what the fuck it is
1: sorry I can't <laughs> keep talking about these films I can't do yeah, it yeah
0: we got it it's time news news <sighs> is over we've got we've got hey we've got a like uh uh pretty good mostly chapter to talk about this week I'm a little excited an
1: interesting takeaway I'm I'm really excited to hash this out yeah so let's get into it we read chapter 15. It's called The Unbreakable Vow. Um, it's Christmas time. Atmosphere, Christmas trees, snow outside. Um, and and there's a lot of mistletoe in the hallways. And Harry is so popular, so cool, so famous, that all the girls are, are trying to trying to ambush him under some mistletoe. But um, he's pretty good at avoiding it. Um, Ron and Hermione are basically openly hostile at this point, right? Ron kissing lavender brown makes Hermione sad and angry um Ron is angry that she attacked him with birds. won't let that go um and and but but Ron seems to be having some kind of um he. He's having some guilt and a lot of the conversation that we hear him having with Harry is like he's he's clearly trying to convince himself that what he's doing is right. Um, And he says, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, Obviously, Hermione kissed Victor Crumb two years ago um, and Ron's a free agent. So what's the problem? Um, (laughs) We get get another scene of Harry um, with Hermione in the library. And Hermione's sad, but she's, you know, putting up a brave front. She, she, even though she's upset, she's clearly being like, Ron can kiss whoever, whoever he wants. He's a free agent. There's no problem. Um, And she's, and she's like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not mad. I'm actually laughing. Um, But the piece of information that she has for Harry is to watch out because um, he, she's been hearing a lot of the girls talk about, uh, giving Harry a love potion, particularly Romilda Vane, uh, is pretty intent on that, and and she thinks that they've got those love potions from Fred and George's shop, um, like smuggled into the school. And Harry says, like, how could they? How could they have? How could they have them? The products are banned, and all the owls are being tracked. And Hermione's like, well, it's not dark magic. Uh, Fred and George provide a service where they will like like package them differently to smuggle them into the school so they won't be detected. Um, let me see, lost I lost my place. Um, oh, that's the point where Harry's like, well, Malfoy could have smuggled that locket in. And Hermione kinda rolls her eyes, like, I'm I'm so sick of this, but um it still it still would have been caught because it would have been a dark object. As they're leaving the library, Romilda Vane kinda shows up and tries to offer Harry a drink. Hermione's like, see, I told you. Um, and she does end up giving him, like, a box of chocolates uh, that he doesn't know how to refuse. Um, Harry's still kind of hoping that Ron and Hermione will make up, um, but but that seems to not be a possibility because in Transfiguration class, um, Ron... Like gets mad at Hermione and is like openly mocking and cruel to her in front of the class, like making fun of her and like mimicking her um, so much so that Hermione just has a breakdown and, and cries and, and runs out of the, runs out of the room. Uh, Harry follows her um, and, and runs into her being comforted by Luna um and Hermione's like i'm fine i'm fine and leaves uh in this moment harry harry talks to luna a little bit luna observes like oh yeah ron can be kind of mean sometimes and harry takes that moment to ask luna as a friend to slughorn's christmas party and she agrees and is very excited um it's the morning before the party hermione is very cheery at breakfast, um, and lets everyone know that she invited Cormac McClough to the party. Um, and, and in her kind of, and Ron is like clearly a little bit upset about this. Um, and she kind of uses this opportunity to say like, oh yeah, I wanted to go to the party with a good Quidditch player. We're going out now. Um, Harry and Luna go to the party. Um, they talk to, uh, some of the the people that we don't really know uh, because they're just kind of being ushered around uh, to chat with people. And Harry's very famous and cool. Um, He talks to this guy who wants to write a biography about Harry and who is there with a vampire. Um, As they kind of get away from that conversation, they run into Hermione who is trying to get away from Cormac who keeps trying to kiss her under the mistletoe. And she's just kind of avoiding him. Um, Harry... Um, talks to Hermione briefly because it's very plain. Hermione is is saying basically that she went to the party with Cormac to make Ron jealous. Um, And Harry warns Hermione, like you, you're not going to tell, tell Ron that you rigged the Quidditch tryouts. And she says like, no, I would never stoop that low. Um, But she also gets mad because all everyone, anyone cares about is Quidditch. Um, Slughorn finally corners Harry and also makes him talk to Snape. Um, and, and kind of has, you know, tells Snape, like, oh, how, Harry's really good at potions. You must be a good teacher. And Snape is is a little bit suspicious. But at this point, there's a, a ruckus in the hallway. Um, and Filch drags in Draco Malfoy, who admits pretty easily and suspiciously that he was just trying to try come to the party. And Slughorn says, like, oh, you know, you can stay. Like, of course, you'd want to come to a, the, the coolest Christmas party around. Um, but Snape says, like, nope. I will, I will talk to Draco and he takes him out of the room. Um, Harry thinks this is suspicious. Um, so he puts on his invisibility cloak and he follows them. And here's over, here's a conversation in an abandoned classroom between, between Snape and Draco, uh, where they're, um, talking about, uh, well, I guess it's, it's, it's very suspicious. Uh, the kind of things that we hear in this conversation is that Snape tells Draco, like you're being stupid. Um, you're, you're not doing the plans, right? Uh, please. Like you, you've, you screwed up the thing with Katie Bell. Like it was such a dumb plan. You need to like, tell, tell me before you do this stuff. Um, and Draco denies it and says like, I, you know, it wasn't me. That was not my plan. Katie Bell must have some other enemy out there. Um, Snape reminds Draco that he made an unbreakable vow to his mom. Um, but Draco is unmoved by this, um, and accuses Snape of trying to steal his glory. Um, Snape tells Draco to basically, like, act right in school, and Draco says school doesn't matter, like, it's worthless, it's all bullshit, and Snape says, well, it's vital to keep up the act. That's the end of the chapter.
0: Okay, not to skip ahead. Yeah. But I just need to clear the air on something here. Mm. When I said, oh, we have a a pretty okay chapter this week. Right. Then you were reading your description. Uh Uh-huh. We got to the part about the love potions. Mm-hmm. I had buried that in my <laughs> in my memory. Oh, right, that happened in this chapter.
1: This is a chapter uh, of highs and lows. Yeah, high mm. highs, low lows. It's, yeah, it's a bit like a a sip of delicious ginger kombucha followed by a sip of of, of horrible poison.
0: Oh, ooh! I forgot to try your breakfast plan. Oh, your breakfast bro. beverage layout. I gotta do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next time we have our Witcher talk, I will. I will. Arrange myself a breakfast sliders platter. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: well, I, yeah. I'm actually out of sparkling water right now. So I was I'm down to down to coffee and kombucha this morning.
0: Oh, that's hmm, that's quite a mix. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but but hey, hey, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I I had very positive feelings, mostly finishing this chapter. But I think a lot of that has to do with a very strong party scene. Uh-huh. Um and and uh, which kind of made me forget some of the other weird shit that's in here yeah
1: i think the first half of the chapter is like completely a mixed bag it's got some real ouch oof stuff in it but <laughs> also some pretty good stuff and then it ends really strong with the party and the plot the
0: uh the opening is uh, we, we haven't really gotten like a good mood setter for a few chapters here mm-hmm. um, we've been so bogged down in like the ron and hermione sniping and all that stuff um But I I, I love this description of the uh you know every every book has such a such a pleasant like uh Christmas at Hogwarts opener right Right. like that's a that's a book tradition. I would like to draw attention to this line here, which uh is my new favorite line in the entire series. (laughs) Okay. Uh, large groups of girls tended to converge underneath the mistletoe bunches every time Harry went past, which caused blockages in the corridors. (laughs) <laughs> i know what this is trying to say is ah harry is so cool he is the quidditch captain and he won the cool game for gryffindor and all the girls love him but he doesn't want to kiss any of those girls he wants to kiss Jane, right right uh-huh. however the way that this is phrased really makes it feel like harry is just like observing a bunch of lesbians and going like damn i bet they want to kiss me
1: <laughs> i choose to believe that that is true
0: he's <laughs> just walking around seeing all these girls hanging out under the mistletoe he's like oh they must be waiting for me i better i better go find another another path <laughs> um but this ron and hermione conflict is just like not fun it's not it, it it is it is like i mean it's set up in a way where it's like i guess i can begrudgingly accept that like ah both characters are in the wrong now and they should really just apologize to each other but like the pain that these two people have caused each other throughout this whole book is just such that i'm like just just get new friends please both of you
1: yeah i mean we've gotten we're basically at the point of openly bullying and physical violence which makes me feel like (laughs) you might as well just cut your
0: losses yeah, just just fine. You have you've got two more years at Hogwarts. Just just hang out with I mean like Hermione's hanging out with Pravati in this chapter, right? Like just just go hang out with some different girls. I don't know. No need to hang out with Ron anymore. Um and like I I I think a problem with this though. It's like like you point out like it has escalated to physical violence from Hermione, right? Mm-hmm. And I I it is frustrating the way That this book and like this chapter like creeps up to acknowledging it, but then immediately walks back, acknowledging that like Hermione's behavior is like violent now. Mm. And I I have a real hard time reconciling that because it's like Ron is abjectly horrible. Yeah, i know that he is the and i know that he is the one that the book wants me to hate more mm-hmm. and should and like i should right like he is i mean like his his display in the last chapter was like beyond the pale right like he 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 is uh just a just a a horrible sexist bully yes uh the the problem with that scene that the last chapter ended on didn't really hit me until this chapter uh you know the the the, the way that hermione uses the canaries to attack ron is like uh, like i'm supposed we're supposed to think that that's like oh that's just really funny like it's a it's a wacky magic bo- b- like punishment for a bad boyfriend thing right mm-hmm. but that doesn't work especially because like <laughs> okay i'm going full punishment for the crimes of ginny weasley and those like <laughs> right now <laughs> Hermione has tricked a teacher into going out to the woods to be dragged off by centaurs. Right. Hermione has kidnapped a reporter Mm. and kept them in a jar for six months. Mm -hmm.
1: This is the Chrono Trigger trial scene right now. Yeah. (laughs) Stolen lunch off of a picnic table. (laughs)
0: Hermione has permanently (laughs) scarred a fellow classmate for betraying her secret club. Yeah. Yeah. And and she has uh, attacked someone with birds. Yes. And this is a very weird situation where, like, the scale of the book and, like, my knowledge of, like, how stories work, right, mm-hmm. is telling me that, like, Ron's the bad guy here. Uh-huh. But Hermione is terrifying here.
1: Yeah, and but, consi- but consider, she did all that. But she absolutely would never, ever tell Ron that she rigged Quidditch tryouts. Draws the <laughs> fucking line. Absolutely not. She would not do that. She will do all of those other things. Yes, but she will not, not tell Ron that she rigged Quidditch tryouts. That is. That was probably my my top. My top. Just like that is a. That's an absurd line. Why? Not? Yeah. She is clearly. And the mindset of, like, I'm going to hurt this person as much as possible. That should have been the first thing she did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's... why. Yeah, why has she not dropped that bomb on Ron? That seems like the thing to do instead of the bird thing, right? It's also, it's, like,
1: such a much more human and realistic way that people hurt each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I think that is the problem. I think that that is 100% the issue here. Is that the way that Ron is behaving and his behavior is disgusting right like yeah. like i i'm certainly not trying to minimize that but he is being a realistic bore, right uh-huh. hermione is being the joker
1: right <laughs>
0: yeah and <laughs> and like this this is the book is presenting me a false choice that never happens in real life right like <laughs> those are like like in in any in nearly any other story any other situation any real world situation if you described ron's behavior to me i would be horrified Uh but because he is the lesser of two (laughs) evils in a situation where the other person uh uh, trapped a, a human being in a jar for six months or whatever is it it's real hard to reconcile those things and it makes it makes this conflict seem bizarre and it makes me lose the sympathy that i really feel like i should have for hermione here which like that's a bad feeling like i feel bad feeling this way right because i know that i'm supposed to recognize that ron is the you know the being the pig here but it it's
1: <laughs> there's there's such a level of absurdism to like the, the it especially sets up the scenes like, you know, here's Harry's scene with Ron, here's Harry's scene with Hermione. That it's like Ron says something that's like, well, it's okay because Hermione kissed Crumb two years ago. And, and in my head, I'm like, that's a shitty thing to say, Ron, you don't <laughs> own her. And right. then it's like, next next time, it's like, oh, but she. Attacked me with birds like a sorceress.
0: Like, him, <laughs> that like he still has physical scarring from I'm as scarred is from this, this
1: violent bird attack. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and it's almost it's like this like the, the one thing I could squeeze out of this conflict is like an interesting portrayal of Hermione as someone who can dish it out but can't take it. Right? Sure. Like someone who is incredibly vindictive incredibly violent uh and like cruel
1: that's exactly but, like, what i want out of this character <laughs>
0: yeah no right, right exactly it's like that, that. the one thing i can squeeze out of it here is like okay hermione hermione can't can't take it when someone retaliates to her horrible horrific violent bullying <laughs> which uh, that's not the care that's not her that's not the character i care about like why is that why is that what i am forced to take away here (laughs) right like it's so bizarre who are ron and hermione now
1: it's so cruel again yeah like it's just
0: abjectly it
1: it really is just like they're they're in high school and it's like they're they are not even dating and it's like we must put a stop to this intimate partner violence between these two sixteen year olds. I just—it's
0: <laughs> so <laughs> unpleasant, uh, and and like and, and it, it feels bad, right? Because it it it's—I I have such a hard time with this. Because like like the we've we've read ridiculous stuff in the, these books before, right? Sure. And like the the things that we're citing about Hermione for the most part are ridiculous, but like as soon as it is uh by the story brought to the level of like this is an equivalent response to Ron uh uh being mean right and like saying, oh, you're a slut, you kiss crumb right uh, it like w- it's it's hard to talk or talk about this without like like really getting into what the implications of the last book war- were Hermione like got a teacher raped for revenge cuz she didn't like her right? right unthinkable shit uh very like just harrowing stuff to think about and like like i i went back and read that chapter from the end of order of the phoenix reading this um where like hermione seems to show no real remorse for doing this and then ron makes like the uh uh like the horse clopping sound right to like trigger umbrage in the hospital and it really just has this thing like oh maybe this is what i'm supposed to take away maybe these people are just cruel enough for each other is that what i'm supposed to think here i'm gonna guess not (laughs) 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 that's just
1: like i do not think that that's what it's going for because i'm pretty sure this is going for for teen drama right yeah, but like, turn turn the <laughs> turn dial down, please. Just a little
0: bit, please. A few degrees. I'm all of, is... I'm
1: all for messy teen drama. I love that stuff. That's <clears> great. <throat> and there are glimmers of that in this chapter. That's like, oh, this is
0: normal. Those those are the parts that are so good. They made me start this episode off going like, this is a pretty good chapter. Before remembering, oh wait, before we get to those, we have to deal with Hermione and Ron, and uh, and then also the bizarrely uh uh uh, detailed account of how uh roofies are smuggled into hogwarts
1: so let's talk about that shall we
0: yes please let's talk about this insane new lore about fred and george
1: why can't jk rowling decide what the stakes of a love potion are because you brought something up to me when we were talking about this, and it's mm-hmm. the Fantastic Beasts movie, which I would like to talk about because mm-hmm. I, I just want to talk about like the the places where love potions appear in Harry Potter. Yeah, obviously here, right, where it's like the stakes are like ah shucks, Harry, don't take a love potion, that would suck, right? But mm-hmm. it's not; it is not treated with any sort of weight, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, "Mm, yeah, that would be a real bummer. And then afterward, J.K. Rowling's saying, and and to be fair, this doesn't appear anywhere in the text, that the reason Voldemort is so evil is because he was not born of love because his mom drugged uh, his dad
0: with a love potion.
1: It is is treated, I I guess, like Dumbledore talks about, how he speculates that it was a love potion, but he doesn't really make any... value judgment about it right mm-hmm. he, he, ba- he basically mm-hmm. is like well yeah uh she was a coward and then in fantastic beasts it is treated with like extreme gravity right when we find <laughs> yeah. well, well wait when we find out that i'm sorry there are so many characters in fantastic Queenie Beasts
0: used one on jake
1: well no because that's just the that's just jokes Oh, of
0: course you're right yes sorry that's i'm skipping ahead here
1: uh yeah so that's just jokes but also sometimes it's um very serious marital rape yeah so it's whatever (laughs) it's just whatever (sighs) i guess what's up with that
0: and not only that like like um you know that that that's all of the places it appears in the series but why is it appearing as both in this book like we just we're we are two chapters removed from uh uh voldemort lore right and here we are and it's a joke again and it's like haha harry wouldn't it be embarrassing if you got kissed by a girl you don't want to kiss right which is i i can't grok these two i i i don't understand what we're supposed to take away from this and because it really just feels like jokes and the the part that that really really just was like i i was making a big old question mark face at this segment where not only is her mind like well i can't do anything about it it's not it's not illegal to ha- to like talk about having a love potion as a pref when i'm a prefect but this like heist movie plot that she uh uh details about how fred and george allow teenagers to buy rape drugs essentially and smuggle them into a school is unconscionable fred and george like should be shot in the street like like what what is wrong with them what is wrong with these people
1: it's so sinister and if i if i didn't know better i would think that their story was going somewhere
0: yes yeah uh you you brought up you know when we were talking about this you 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 pitched a like alternate take for fred and george here which was fun like honestly fantastic like uh, made me wish that that is where this creepy story was going right
1: right i mean we have we have the setup that they're military contractors right yeah and i mean if the story wanted them to have a story i i and and taking this into consideration like they clearly have no scruples they are clearly out to make money no matter the cost yeah and to have them like incidentally or on purpose help voldemort right right or be evil in some way make that compromise
0: yeah this idea that like it, it, it would be such an interesting way to tie off all the unease that i have felt about fred and george rereading this series Mm -hmm. because like fred and george it's so weird sometimes they're like the funniest characters like some of my favorite characters in the series other times they are like the cruelest most evil amoral bullies in the (laughs) series right and and sometimes within like the same pages right like it really bounces back and forth um and and the big question that we both had about them coming out of order of the phoenix i think was like what am i supposed to take from the fred and george story there Mm -hmm. because so much of order of the phoenix is about like oh like the the solution is everyone's got to come together we can't we can't be you know dividing ourselves we can't be uh you know the, the right thing to do is not to be the the secret vigilante club unless you're the order of the phoenix right that's a good one Mm -hmm. but the dumbledore's army that's a bad one but when fred and george do it that's a good one when they do a cool (laughs) fireworks prank and and put swamps everywhere right and and, and it's so confusing right it's like i I don't know what this book is trying to say about direct action i don't know what this book is trying to say about vigilante justice i don't know what this book is trying to say about these characters Mm -hmm. to to have fred and george or Fred or George, right? Like, like I mean, they're twins, right? You could have this be a, a, a sibling drama, right? Or maybe one realizes what's going on and one doesn't. And, and one grows a conscience and one doesn't. There's so many ways to do this. But, but, like, we got the setup earlier in this book of, like, oh, yeah, the government's contracting us to make really good armor because we're just so good at it. Mm-hmm. But we know that the Death Eaters are, like, super fucking rich families, right? Yeah. They could easily either... Like just you know, depending on how how just how immoral you 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 think that like it would be appropriate to make these characters, you could just have them outbid the the ministry, right? Or they could do it surreptitiously, so, you know, have one of them draw like, oh yeah, we were working for the ministry, but then we got a a, a different contract, uh, a private one that's just way better, right? So we're right. moving to that, not realizing that it's the Death Eaters, you know, right? Or like, maybe
1: one realizing and one suspecting, like it's it's just there's so many ways you could do that, or even with how convoluted the politics of the series are like we know that Lucius Malfoy is palling around with the minister of magic
0: right right yeah yeah he could be he could just be like outfitting <laughs> if what if Lucius Malfoy was Harry Potter's master syphius
1: hmm. what if
0: what if he put the order in for the clones this whole time i would be i would be into that
1: that'd be awesome
0: there was a the thing you 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 mentioned too or is like you know what if harry knocked out a death eater or whatever and then found him wearing fred and george's shit like th- there's right, so I mean, that's many also a awesome culmination paths. of that
1: like storyline that was not committed to which was harry worrying that maybe it wasn't the right thing for him to give fred and george money right like he was like oh, i don't mm-hmm. know about this because they were in trouble with molly weasley and she's like he was like oh i kind of created this family strife right yeah but the conclusion of that was like oh no it was all cool
0: yeah yeah no yeah he yeah he him him realizing that like he funded this in some part would be interesting there's so many interesting story opportunities here that we could get instead we get a long paragraph of Hermione expositing to Harry that oh yeah Fred and George uh uh put love potions in different looking bottles so they can be smuggled into the school and no one says hey what the fuck that no right. no one is like oh my god that's monstrous right that's that's chaos that's it's just a, what, in
1: and the, the framing it's just like oh that's inconvenient to harry
0: <laughs> right it's like oh i've got uh, yeah his jesus the the uh the strongest consequence we have seen directly on a character because of a love potion in this series so far is damn i've got to take a different hallway yeah which you can hmm you can follow that thread, I think, a little bit, and ugh, ugh, this is like turning over a rock with a bunch of nasty bugs under it. It's so gross.
1: I I mentioned the chocolates that I get because I think something happens with those. I don't. I I think that someone takes a love potion. I think it's Ron, maybe.
0: Yes, the yes, uh, uh, uh I think in a future chapter, Ron, uh, Ron eats one of the chocolates that Harry just kept i guess <laughs>
1: like, right just, and and i guess like obviously we'll get there but I but i just because so we can wrap up talking about love potions is i'm pretty sure the consequences that of that is like ron being like oh that's embarrassing
0: yeah it's like a joke like haha he was acting so silly right uh but it's it's <laughs> tugging my collar here not yeah. not good to talk about let's move on from that uh not much more to say about that for now
1: yeah um so i guess we just have more ron hermione meanness that leads into the luna scene
0: yeah and he, i think this this is about where my memory started on the like oh this is a fun chapter because this I, is oddly i get luna sweet. now yeah
1: i think she's yeah. much stronger um she she's characterized in a much stronger way in this book um because obviously she was kind of introduced as the joker A little bit (laughs) in... Different Joker than Hermione, but the Joker all the same uh, in book five. And her characterization here is, I I think, much more consistent and makes me like her. um, And I also like Harry interacting with her. I think it's... um, I, I think that he is very insightful, and I think it is a stronger character trait for her, for Luna to say uncomfortable truths. Yes. And the ones that she says in this chapter are much more reasonable than what we got in Book 5.
0: <laughs> yeah, in Book 5, she would just sort of, like, spout MySpace quotes. Right. About death and life. And, right. And, and whatnot. Um, but here she's just like, oh, yeah, Ron can be unkind sometimes. Yeah, and is it is very it true. Makes
1: Harry go like, yeah, he can. And I feel like that's kind of a big moment for Harry as a character as well.
0: Yeah. Um and like it's it's a really nice combo here, it's, you know, the uh Harry is bemused by her for sure, but he is very kind. Mm-hmm. Um and she is like genuinely very funny to read here. Mm-hmm uh she's very pleasant i like like you say like this is a chapter where i was like oh i get why people like luna or like oh i at least like this is the dna of like where the fandom perception of luna came from i yeah. think because uh, last in, in book five i think both of us were like is this just because of the movies that people think of her as like this kind of airy fairy um character right because she's really not in book five she's she's very different i i think whereas here she definitely has that um that more gentle strangeness to her um that i think everyone you know latches on to she's a lot more fluttershy here than she has been previously right
1: yeah and i liked harry in the scene there is one line that i'll get to that made me uh see red so angry um <laughs> however i will talk it's like one good thing one bad thing mm-hmm i'll talk about the good thing um and it is what i thought was a a genuinely touching moment there have been so few of those <laughs> and and this like maybe the bar is just like underground right um but but harry has like a like a yellow eyebrow from transfiguration class um and he asks luna to go to the party as friends and she's so like, genuinely excited. She loves parties. They're friends. And she's, like, so accepting of that, too. She's like, yes, I would love to go with you as friends. Yeah. One, that's so sweet. I think, like, and her characterization being stronger makes that feel really strong. Um, and then she asks him, oh, should I dye my eyebrow, too? Um <laughs> Because, like, is that is that why your eyebrow is like that? Because we're going to the party, and and let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at at what Harry says because I I think that um, this is such a a good moment for him. And of course, no, said Harry firmly. That was a mistake. I'll get Hermione to put it right for me. So I'll meet you in the entrance hall at eight o'clock then. And it's so it's so minor, <laughs> but like. Uh, Like, obviously, like, she doesn't understand. She, like, has, like, you know, challenges, maybe understanding social cues and and all of this stuff. But he's just very firm. He explains it and doesn't mock her and then just gives her the information. And I'm like, that's so nice.
0: It's it's really good. And it really, to me, this is such a better uh, uh, manifestation of, like, Lupin Harry than anything in Book 5, right? Yeah. Because, like, Harry became uh a a fantastic teacher somehow overnight in book five well yeah because he's so cool he's been in the trenches he's seen some shit um here though this is just like he's being a like a a, a, like kind but firm guiding hand for another character Mm -hmm. which is more than he we've ever actually seen like like we just we've had so many moments where characters are just like wow harry you're such a great teacher we don't know why we don't know what it is he does <laughs> that makes him look good. like what is it does he does he does he give points for early homework does he encourage it? like like what what is you know what is his teaching style uh and this is the first moment where i've seen like oh here's harry guiding someone right even if it's just like one line it's like oh yeah i, I see this now I, I see him being teacherly here right. almost
1: yeah so so that so that like I feel like I always have to bring up a moment in these books that just, like, give me, like, a genuine feeling, and that was one of those. Here's another genuine feeling I had, which was (laughs) Blinding Rage. (laughs) How would you like to come to Slughorn's party with me tonight? The words were out of Harry's mouth before he could stop them. He heard himself say them as though it were a stranger speaking. Why? Why? why why cut that out if your character is admitting to having no motivation please invent one
0: <laughs> please even if it's a selfish one even if, even if god even if this scene was different right and harry was like down in the dumps and was like god damn i want to kiss jenny hey what was the line that ron had in book five oh or book four jesus a long time ago now like oh hermione you're a girl right yeah like if 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 harry all of a sudden noticed wow luna's so pretty she's so she's so nice if she really was like the the like manic pixie dream girl here uh-huh like that would that i will take that to be clear not my favorite trope by a fucking long shot right yeah <laughs> uh pretty much near the bottom but i will take that over uh i don't know <laughs> like, like like i don't know what the character's thinking like okay cool no, it was just
1: like it was just like it was like he was being puppeted for some reason oh, for no Jesus. reason i mean it could have i i feel like this was is i mean the following moment of of her like him having to correct and be like oh it's not a date you're my friend and her being like oh yeah like that's that's great um like I think that he could have even asked her, or or had like a realization, like, "Oh, Luna's my friend. It would be good to go to the party with her." Yeah, and then realize how it sounded. But no, um, <laughs> you know, he heard himself saying it as though it were a stranger speaking. She,
0: I, I, how many, how many things have puppeted Harry at this point? Book two, this happened a lot, and in yeah. book three, four, and five, mercifully, I feel like that had. Uh, uh, kind of you know gone like we weren't dealing with that really so much anymore but now we have harry sometimes being uh, guided by a by a force he just didn't he didn't understand and also his horny dragon and his time.
1: right yeah
0: so he's harry harry's got some split personality stuff going on here maybe that he needs to address or jk rowling needs to learn how to write any sort of motivation for characters
1: i mean i think this really undercuts the idea that he's cruel or or whatever because of the cracks. because clearly his like not being in control of his actions or or like doing stuff at random doesn't just happen in moments of like rage or or like uh, like foreign evil inside of him right
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it also just
1: is like oops i could like oops i'm writing this story and i couldn't think of a reason why but i wanted these characters to be together
0: yeah i i I will say as as horrible as that part is uh just 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 to real just just to take a, a good with the bad here i do still really just i love how unoffended luna is that it isn't a date oh it's so sweet it's so cute she's so genuinely she's just genuinely thrilled to be going as friends and like like the 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 way the way that she is um it's 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 very funny in a a chapter where harry has only been dealing with incredibly vindictive people Mm -hmm. up until this point right uh Luna saying something like, like what Luna says here where she's like, Oh well, no, I'd love to go with you as friends. Nobody's ever asked me to a party before as a friend, like any other character. I would read that as sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, but Luna is just the complete opposite of every other character in this book. And it's like, like it's, it's just so sweet and, and genuine. In this uh,
1: moment, Luna became my favorite character, right? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, Oh, Here's a character I would like to see more of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's she is delightful here. Yeah,
1: I was not I was not expecting that.
0: Um and, and it was it was just very very fun how drama-free that was. Uh that being said, I will say I do have to give it up for the actual teen drama that happens after this.
1: It's good.
0: This part's great.
1: I love the party.
0: Uh oh, I'm not even talking about the party. Oh. I'm talking about before the party. I'm talking oh about
1: my go- oh oh the breakfast before the party.
0: So ignoring that, um, Hermione and Ron's conflict is in actuality beyond the pale, mm-hmm. right? If I pretend, if I squint and pretend that everything up till this point has been like acceptable levels of normal teen drama, yeah. and that Hermione is not a kidnapper, right? Uh, and 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 Ron is not. Uh, a, a man going his own way guy
1: yeah yeah
0: um this scene where hermione is being a little fucking demon in front of ron <laughs> is so funny uh hermione this,
1: is channeling the cw in this scene
0: this is such big riverdale energy this is who's fucking i haven't watched riverdale in a while. who's the redhead on riverdale the evil one
1: like cheryl right cheryl
0: she is being cheryl in this scene this is this is so good this Uh, would
1: be so excellent and i can say it's excellent in that i thought the scene was delightful but if this wasn't a dialing back of the hermione scale (laughs) and was instead like a ratcheting up ratcheting up as like like oh, Hermione's being so weird, but in this case, it's like Hermione's the Joker, and now she's being <laughs> Cheryl, which is like, uh, it's opposite world, right?
0: Yeah, it's it, 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 there's there's a vision of Hermione. The, the, when I brought up the thing about how like oh Hermione, what, what's what I'm taking out uh, uh, about Hermione here is that she could dish it out but can't take it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would work so much better here again if the dial was turned back, right? And I think the the other thing that I think is potentially a very like this is something we say all the time all the pieces are here for such an amazing story right Mm -hmm. um hermione is a character who um thinks the rules are for everyone else yeah uh which is uh uh you know like that's a serious character topic that you can you can take a lot of interesting places right but at the teen drama level you can take it to this which is uh why the hell won't hermione admit that what she did to get cormac on the team was wrong uh like like if if i if i just if i narrow my lens to like that's the only conflict here this is Mm -hmm. like the perfect scene uh her having this very rehearsed conversation with parvati in (laughs) front of everyone is just delicious uh there's got the uh that's right said hermione sweetly the one who almost she put a great deal of emphasis on the word became gryffindor keeper are you going out with him then said parvati wide-eyed oh yes didn't you know said hermione with a most unhermioneish giggle no said parvati looking positively agog at this piece of gossip wow you like your quidditch players don't you first crumb then McLagan. i like really good quidditch players hermione corrected her still smiling well see you gotta go and get ready for the party demon from <sighs> hell i love it i love her <laughs>
1: It is so wonderful. It, it, it just creates such a strong uh, CW energy. I can just, like, picture this scene in my mind's eye. However, I would like to invite you to imagine
0: mm. the
1: demon Hermione conclusion at the end of this chapter that could have been, mm. which would be her, Ron confronting her and been like, I was the one that made the team, and her saying, well, you only made the team because... I confronted McLaughlin. like, like this is like, yeah. I'm so, I'm so upset because this is just like teeing it up to just like knock it out of the park. Um, the, that is not, I should not attempt sports, sports metaphors here, but <laughs> it, it, it's like, it is so perfect. That would be such like such a good moment. So much so that I feel like JK rolling chickened out.
0: Yeah yeah uh,
1: because it's just like it is set up perfectly
0: it's right there it it would have been perfect and i think really the only thing in the way is just that like unfortunately for like as good as this scene is and is and is um huge i think of a course correction this vision of this conflict is it's too little too late and like the damage has been done with these characters and this this rift between them i think Mm mm-hmm and it, yeah. that's such a bummer, cause I like like we've both been saying I love a good I love a good drama, right? Like we're running out like like I had I had a moment the other day like you know working on notes and stuff where I was just like we're running out of like time for good Hogwarts drama because for like half of book seven they're just camping, right? So the clock's ticking. I better see some real good Hogwarts school stuff before then right Um, and It,
1: it really just it it bothers me because this is like a a place where it's so obvious but then also the fact that it didn't go for for this obvious setup of hermione telling ron um that she rigged the tryouts yeah um ruins this scene because her like jabs don't make sense like why is she and it doesn't make sense to me why Ron is upset about them because she's like being like, oh yeah, I only go for really good Quidditch players. But the obvious answer to that is like, well, he didn't make the team, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, she's like, oh, so her Parvati's response there could have been like, oh, so why aren't you dating Ron? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> right? It's just it feels it feels like such. Uh, a missed opportunity like it doesn't it doesn't make sense but it sets up that perfect comeback
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah i I don't
1: i don't really get
0: it (sighs) it's just such a good like i i'm so disappointed like i but i i will say i'm at least glad that we have i'm so glad that we at least have this brief vision of like perfectly calibrated for the story level demon hermione it, oh I know it, like, I love her. She's so good here. Uh and it's such a bummer that like this is this is kind of alien behavior for her even compared to her other her other like you know, evil behavior, which is just like abject nastiness. Yeah, I, and I
1: mean the, like her I'm, I'm really stuck on this. I'm sorry. I'm really no, stuck no, on her on her not not revealing that because I think that that would be something that she would do that yeah. creates real consequences. Run doesn't like harry being like his confidence would be ruined he wouldn't be able to be on the team have that be true have hermione ruin quidditch for harry and Ron. yeah like wow well,
0: she, she's sick of fucking quidditch as she should be at this point um oh and and not only that i just realized that would be such a good like one of the things we've always uh, uh noted about hermione like in the chapters where she is you know where the hermione writing is like on point right is that one of the best details about her character is she values being right Mm -hmm. uh, to the point of that eclipsing her like emotional intelligence a lot of the time yeah what growth it would be for her to understand not only like understand how like you know the unvarnished truth can like hurt people sometimes but Mm -hmm. to weaponize that yeah right like that—that that would be a moment of growth for her as well.
1: Yeah. Let let characters fail and hurt each other in ways that aren't the Joker, please. <laughs>
0: exactly. Like I, I'm
1: so sad. I think after I finished this chapter, I texted you and said, like, for the fir- like, for the first time in a while because we get a little bit desensitized right we do like a Mm -hmm. chapter a week which is not that much you know it's not that much reading Mm -hmm. um and and we we're we're in it we're in the weeds we're doing we're doing (laughs) it every week after week here we are and and it hit me at the end of this chapter where i'm like i'm actually like for the first time in a while disappointed about what this book could have been
0: yeah yeah this this is a real like wow this this has potential chapter right yeah this is a real reminder of like, oh, this is why I like the Hogwarts drama. Yep. Um, and the party. Let's let, let's let's move on and, and kind of talk about like the rest of the party here and the and 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 uh, and the Draco stuff. I I think that um, that this is also a moment where I'm just like, yeah, I like I like Harry. Po- I like the wizard world, right? I like Harry Potter here.
1: So this is this is such a big moment for me. Hmm. I love the vampire. This, there's is, a vampire. this is the one this is the one vampire scene I think in the entire series. This is the only I think this is the only time Harry is in a room with a vampire. It is so charming. I, I love, love it. Him. I love Sanguini. <laughs> I
0: I had a double I had like such a double moment with this. For one, I completely forgot that we actually do see a vampire in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I know they're mentioned in Chamber of Secrets, but you never see them um i love the like this just he i don't think he says anything does he he's just like Mm -mm. he's there with someone else and he like keeps on like eyeing students and has to be like handed other food right like that's very funny
1: this i think maybe i'm biased because i love vampires but this is a perfect i think i'm going to elevate this to the best example of a harry potter caliber joke existing in a darker book yes does that make sense like we talk totally. about that a lot is like the cartoon logic of the kids book bumping up against the serious story mm-hmm. here's the joke that should exist in these books
0: <laughs> yeah th- th- this vampire who has to be like plied with with uh with danishes to not kill students right
1: <laughs> yeah that's at slughorn's <laughs> party it just like it it lends it a little like it's funny and it's a little bit sinister i i love it
0: yeah it's fantastic i love that his name is sanguini
1: hilarious the most
0: obvious fucking name um (laughs) and uh it's also this is the this is the other moment i had i i realized uh where there's a really good red herring in this chapter that i now realize why so many people got hoodwinked on Mm. the like maybe draco is a vampire theory oh really here there so there's the line where luna is excited to go to the party with harry and she says oh i can't wait i heard there might be a vampire there mm. um and we get the really obvious vampire right we get sanguini who is yeah joke, he is the joke character uh-huh. but then there's the part where malfoy shows up mm-hmm and he, like Harry notices that like oh his skin is so pallid and he's like you know he looks pale and he looks gaunt and he's like he oh looks and he agi- is
1: described in the same way that Sanguini is yeah it's described as as pale and having dark
0: circles under his eyes and I was like oh I get it now Uh, and I thought that that, like, that is, that is, that is both a clever red herring and also could have been spun into, like, a clever misdirection, right? Like, if, 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 if it had been true, that theory, because I just remember that was a thing for years, where people were like, I bet that Draco is a vampire.
1: Right, that's so cool, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, there's, like, multiple, there's, like, Draco's a werewolf, Draco's a vampire, whatever, there's, there were all these theories, but I really remember clearly, vividly, people going like oh i bet in book seven it's going to be revealed that the malfoys are vampires or something
1: yeah, that would have been so cool draco could be like the mini boss of book seven
0: yeah <laughs> oh you'd have to drink you would have to drink a potion you'd have to read your bestiary to find out what oil to put on your exactly, sword to fight exactly. draco <laughs> but yeah no I, I i i was like oh i get it that was yeah it's cute that's clever um but the party's great um i Slughorn continues to be such a great like banal evil character i think um that conversation harry has with the like biographer is very funny mm-hmm. uh it, this is a real good throwback to like the death day party too which is another one of my favorite scenes um anytime in harry potter where you just get to meet like just a a bunch of characters in a row like like one after the other they get like one line to tell a joke or to provide <laughs> some world building context thing i love that that's like catnip to me
1: uh, yeah i i really like this this weird private party he's putting on where he's inviting like weird members of the community to the school yeah like it's so strange
0: and like a little bit creepy like, oh, there's, yeah. like, there's like teenagers there at his party, as well as like vampires, and like he's he's. And, a, and in
1: this case, I love that Harry doesn't have any perspective on that because he's a teenager. Right.
0: He just thinks, "Oh, cool party. Thanks, thanks, weirdo." Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm reading
1: this, and I'm like, "This is a little weird."
0: Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, Slughorn's a little creepy. Um, but it's uh, but it's it's such a good scene. Um, and and I it. it the, the the gate crashing scene with Draco is fantastic. Shall we talk about Harry's uh, uh, Assassin's Creed eavesdrop move here?
1: Can we talk about Snape first?
0: Oh, I I was including that in this, but yes.
1: Oh, uh, then yes, y- absolutely. Please let, please
0: let us regale me with with talking about Snape here. I mean. Here's
1: I have a couple new favorite lines.
0: Mm. So. Uh-huh. so, so, so.
1: Slughorn is calling Snape over, right? Um, Harry's so good at potions and Slughorn's like, oh, you'll want to talk to Snape. Of course Harry doesn't. But this is just about the funniest imagery I can imagine, which is, and to Harry's horror, Slughorn threw out an arm and seemed to scoop Snape out of thin air toward them. <laughs> I'm just going to bask in that for a moment.
0: Stop skulking and come join us, Severus. I <laughs>
1: Why is Snape there? And I'll tell you the answer, because he's a messy bitch that lives for drama.
0: There's so much drama potential at a party.
1: I know that the real answer is that he's, like, keeping track of Malfoy, Mm
0: -hmm. but I
1: like to think it's just divine coincidence and Snape went there, like, of his own accord just because he was like, well, I'm not going to miss the party. (laughs) I have to be there looking grumpy.
0: I have to be at the party. I have to stand in the corner and look cool. Uh... (laughs) You know what I think? Hmm. I think he was going to hang out with Sanguini, a fellow vampire.
1: I think that is exactly right. <laughs> I think that's
0: it. But yes, this the, the this moment with with Harry and Snape is is cute. For, uh, where there were Slughorn dro- uh, name drops, the uh, draft of the living death thing, um, like that. That's a good that's a good moment. But uh, but but then Draco shows up,
1: and mm-hmm. we get even
0: more Snape content here um with this with this this secret conversation that they have yeah
1: um i guess i just i won't i won't dance around this because
0: (laughs) you need to read the best line in the book
1: i do have to read the best line in the book which is i'm his head of house and i shall decide how hard or otherwise to be Snape. it's it's immature but i laughed a lot at that he will decide how hard to be or not (laughs) that's his prerogative
0: <laughs> that's his right prerog- hey he can do what he likes you know that's right <laughs> great line um but this this scene like i i feel like this is one of the things that's like necessary but i also think it's very funny that like in this conversation where snape is like hey you've got to act right and you've got to like maintain cover and be you know uh, uh not blow this he just sort of lays it all out there's no code mm. they're not they're not like da- dancing around what they're talking about they're just saying to each other exactly what uh <laughs> exactly what they mean which is a, a little not maybe not the best spy protocol i would feel no
1: I, I, I know harry harry crouched um in the tall brush and approached um at a walk so his footsteps wouldn't <laughs> well, they wouldn't hear his footsteps but it's like you know if you screw up and they're like oh someone's here he has to back off and try again <laughs> Till you can hear
0: the I whole conversation. Love, I love that they're having this private... Like, they're in a castle mm. made of stone. Like, literally the most <laughs> echoey building that could
1: um, It is literally exist. the most echoey building, because you know that you can hear someone yelling in the Great Hall <laughs> from the Astronomy <laughs> Tower, so... <laughs>
0: so this conversation carries
1: yeah i think that in the hufflepuff common room they're probably putting on noise canceling headphones so they don't hear hear snape and draco having this conversation
0: (laughs) Ah, sounds like snape and draco are planning some shit again (laughs) guess it's time for me to turn put on my white noise machine (laughs) yeah that's uh it's a little goofy but but it's it's one of those moments where it's like it's silly that the characters just sort of dump everything out for harry to hear but also where we are now two uh, 300 pages away from when this concept was first introduced. So it had to come up somewhere, you know, right? Yeah, And this is, this is maybe on a scale of um, one being, let's think, one being Ron implying that there are uh, free agents in Quidditch earlier <laughs> in this chapter. <laughs> Right, br- brilliant dialogue we now yeah. know that free agency is a concept in the wizard world yes to ten being the minister of magic uh talking about an ongoing criminal investigation in a bar <laughs> for two hours huh in book three yeah where where would you put uh snape and draco outline their entire voldemort scheme for harry
1: I would put it probably just like smack dab in the middle.
0: Is this a five?
1: This is a five. It's absurd that they're having this conversation, but I think that this conversation is vague enough that it does something that a mystery in Harry Potter hasn't done for me in a little while, which is where like it's intriguing, right? Yeah. Like it it pu- it it creates questions in the reader's mind, you know?
0: Yeah so yeah. i gotta
1: i gotta give it some points for that i have to
0: i'm gonna give this a seven i think mm. because i i have to put on a big shit-eating grin here and turn to the camera and ask jk rolling something directly sure how come snape didn't use muffley to have this very important <sighs> conversation god with draco da- malfoy god
1: damn it
0: you ruined it. What you is ruined Stan it. The spell he invented for having private conversations.
1: Oh my God. That would have been so cool if Harry had been <laughs> like, my ears are ringing. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh my God. It's ruined. You <laughs> ruined it. It's ruined. It's ruined forever.
0: I have been. Oh shit like ever since we were talking about this chapter i was I'm so like,
1: upset <laughs>
0: I, was, I, I needed to hold on to this one for the episode <laughs> why
1: oh my god that could have S- provided a clue for the other plot that's <sighs> happening
0: jk rowling what's going on here it's ruined so many amazing <laughs> so many amazing pieces in this <sighs> book that are not being put together
1: Just tripping and falling all the way down the stairs.
0: (laughs) And everyone can hear it, because it's a big stone building. Everyone can hear you. Ow! fuck. Ah, ooh.
1: (laughs) Just bouncing down 72 flights of stairs in Hogwarts right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why how how did how is that not where this went and just like harry's like ah i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i always do i'm gonna i'm gonna receive critical information in my invisibility cloak and it's like, oh ouch i can't hear what's going on my ears are ringing
1: god he could have even heard some critical information because Draco's like his whole thing is that he's being reckless he's not he's not like he's 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 losing he's losing sleep he's not thinking straight yeah he says some shit he's angry at snape snape says like hey shut up and then does the spell
0: yeah what if <sighs> harry is like or, or what if what if you know the the conversation starts and it's immediately muffly autoed right mm-hmm. and harry recognizes it as that mm-hmm. puts it together with his big brain yeah but because he's suspecting draco of everything he goes oh shit is draco the half-blood prince
1: is draco my dad
0: is Draco my dad in this book? Why would he say he's a half-blood? That's kind of weird. But what if he is? What if there's something going on with the Malfoy? Like, he, like this, I,
1: what if what if Lucius Malfoy is my dad?
0: <laughs> what if Lucius Malfoy owes me several viewings of Point Break on VHS? I, why, was I've been I, denied?
1: why was I not invited to the Malfoy screening of Point Break <laughs> this 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 Christmas? Because I'm getting ready to go to the Weasleys for Christmas. But if Lucius Malfoy is my dad. That I should be seeing Point Break with the Malfoys. Fuck
0: yeah! I just, <laughs> I just, why, why bring up that spell if you're not going to use it in the one scene where Snape is having a secret conversation? with Also, someone. also, also,
1: that ties it back to Lucius Malfoy always being behind suspicious books. Yes,
0: yeah, That's
1: such a good red herring. Holy yeah. shit!
0: Yeah, right yeah and harry's dumb he's he's so clouded by suspecting malfoy that he would he wouldn't you know he wouldn't pick up on the on the obvious thing and he's like oh maybe there's a maybe the malfoys aren't as pureblood as they say maybe i'm about to bust this conspiracy wide open uh i just yeah there's there's a whole there's a whole other book hiding in here that could have been so fucking good if the hermione and ron stuff was ratcheted back if if jk Rowling remembered the spell that (laughs) snape invented several chapters ago for this purpose specifically
1: (laughs) i would like i'd like to turn on my special witcher eyes and read the book that that is actually here
0: (laughs) oh yeah what a goofy what a what a goofy uh misstep i i want to i i i want to know i wonder if that's like a common i've never seen that one like there are so many like why didn't harry do blank posts that are on reddit every week right mm-hmm. I've, never, I've never seen how come snape didn't use muffliato uh i feel i feel like I, I came to that one independently that would um, be such a good clue yeah it's 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 i mean it's like that is on the same level to me as like Hermione should have dropped the, like, I, I got you on the Quidditch team thing this chapter. Ugh, what have been a, I love a...
1: clues in my mysteries, is the thing. <laughs> more and more people are saying
0: mysteries are, should have clues in them.
1: People are saying that a good clue in a mystery is really fun.
0: <laughs> oh, we could have had such a good one-two punch of of Hermione dropping dropping a a big one on ron and then uh we get this clue with muffley this chapter could have been perfect this could have been chef's kiss this could have been the best chapter yet but instead we just kind of have to pretend it is
1: i'm so upset because before you said that and, and now this is just like i was i was like i said bar just subterranean right now because i was <laughs> like i was like you know this is kind of a mystery and 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 like because i don't remember this book very well i was like oh this is making me ask questions about the plot for the first time like the fact that draco is saying that he didn't curse katie bell Mm -hmm. who did is he lying like it made me ask some questions in my mind like a mystery (laughs) does right cool that's it that's all i've got (laughs) instead
0: yeah yeah it's still like it's still a fun scene i'm still glad that the unbreakable vowel stuff is coming up again at least um but i, I that that was just nagging me this entire time was why why I forget this spell um mm.
1: i was just so enchanted by this like i the, the other thing i enjoyed about it i guess is i enjoyed snape and draco talking somewhat as equals right like they were like talking yeah. to each other as death eaters yeah which i thought was cool to see
0: yeah yeah the 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 weird way that they keep talking about oh the the you know you're doing this for him the dark lord blah 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 was like oh that's cool get kind of get to see draco a little more mask off when we get to see snape pretending to be mask off but not really he's, he's doing obviously,
1: he's doing spy master stuff he's
0: doing he's doing cool double agent stuff and that's still fun but uh but yeah is there anything else in this chapter uh you want to
1: i feel like there are so many little tidbits that i could talk about mm-hmm. um for instance the two lines that harry has where he's like uh, evil and is like Harry was left to ponder and silence the depths to which girls would sink to get revenge. Um, <gasps> and his other comment when Hermione is like complaining about Cormac trying to like kiss her against her will. And Harry says like serves you right. <sighs> so yeah. yeah, there are a bunch of those I could tell you. Uh, but I'm just gonna, I'm just going to i am just just throwing throwing that in the trash. I think I'm
0: done with this chapter. <laughs> I think I think by by pointing those out, we have said it. You've said enough, right? I, yeah.
1: There's nothing else to say. Um, the last thing I'll say is that Snape does say all cops are bastards. Um, he, he, he when he points out that Harry tries to be an or, he's just like so mocking, disgusted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Snape hates cops. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> we salute him. Uh, let's let's take a break, I think, and come back with uh, with something a lot more blessed than this book.
1: Sounds good.
0: We have just read maybe the best chapter we've read in a while but it still had some some icky vibes right
1: uh yeah i'd say there's like a high level of ickiness we had some good chapters at the beginning of this book right
0: yeah 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 we i i think we were real strong on this book at the yeah. beginning for sure yeah um but uh we I think that, that, that you know this is a good opportunity. We've been we've been down in the dumps and down in the trenches for these chapters for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was time to really treat ourselves for a third segment. Oh, sure. And uh I you know, I was poking around like looking for ideas, you know, what would be something just fun and 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 wholesome and blessed to do for a third segment mm-hmm. for once in the, in these dark times. And the magazine Alt Press. Uh-huh. Uh, which appears to be a, like, pop punk and emo and, like, pop metal magazine. <laughs> perfect. Website. Uh-huh. uh Posted something the other day that was just perfect. Just a lightning bolt from the heavens. It's like, here, here is a gift for us. Uh, this is a quiz. And when I say it's a quiz, this is comprehensive. This has, like, 20 questions, maybe more. Uh, it is quite detailed. Wonderful to decide uh which harry potter character we are based on our music taste (laughs) and given that this is already a like genre specific magazine it's real granular here wow Um, so i looked at this you know i ran through it once myself uh and i uh i was delighted by it but i realized we kind of have some options here sure would you like to run through this quiz like earnestly and give like you know we want to find out what harry potter character you are and then i can reveal what i got
1: that could be fun or
0: or um do you think it would be fun to try and guess what answers would get us dobby because dobby is in oh, the header image here, and i <laughs> feel like we might need to d- take two runs at this. Maybe this might be a two episode job cuz I want I kind of want to do both. Uh but but like there Dobby is on this header image and it's like, well, if he's in there. So,
1: you know how there's all that stuff about how people's like information and like like politics were mined through like Facebook quizzes and stuff? Yeah. I think it would be like direct action to try to get
0: Dobby. So let's do that. <laughs> let's try and get Dobby. Okay, it's like let's, it's like
1: when I answer um, YouTube surveys saying that I've never heard of any of the
0: brands. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend I do not see it. I don't know. Her. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, let's let's do it. Our first run at this, we will try and and. Yeah, we'll try and design a Dobby. This is going to uh, be so
1: hard because I feel like everyone yeah. has a different idea of Dobby. And I think we as like close readers of the series have a very like strong idea of Dobby as he exists in the book. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be
0: really tough. Let's sort of map out before we start. Let's maybe try and map out what we're looking for here. What do we know about Dobby and specifically what do we know that other people like about Dobby? Uh, he's loyal right mm. he loves his friends he's earnest uh
1: he's cheerful
0: he's cheerful yeah okay we've yeah we've got it we, we we i feel like if we work from that we might be able to mm, but
1: he's mischievous he is a little bit mischievous he you has, know. He has good he, intentions but oftentimes will be misguided in the
0: actions that he takes oh and that's such a pop punk thing right oh i know isn't it that's that's like every pop punk song so okay so so we are gonna have to uh uh put on our 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 our, our biggest thinking caps here mm. and try and suss out what answers could possibly lead us to dobby here
1: what are the odds that i sing part of scars by papa roach by the end of this quiz
0: Hmm. i feel
1: like i've sang it a snippet of it at least twice in in almost a hundred episodes. Does that sound about right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's a high there's a high probability of both of us singing something in this okay, quiz, that's fair enough. Say that. Uh so shall we start? Shall we press let's go yeah, and, let's. and see where it takes us? Okay. Let's go. First question: pick a My Chemical Romance song. Excellent. The four options are Helena, Teenagers. <laughs> disenchanted, and I don't love you. Dobby. Dobby.
1: Okay, well... I'm gonna have trouble because none of these fit Dobby
0: disenchanted is a very triumphant song and dobby is very triumphant
1: he is triumphant yeah i i immediately gravitated toward teenagers just because dobby is around a lot of teenagers but that's not (laughs) his attitude whatsoever he loves
0: loves helping them out and making them food and stuff right oh but that is hmm you're right that he is yeah he's at hogwarts he's always you know his life is is surround being surrounded by teenagers? Yeah, constantly. but he's not
1: like ha- made haggard by them, right?
0: No, yeah, this creature, I guess, it would be teenagers, right? It's like, oh, these fucking kids are everywhere. Yeah, but at, at the
1: same time, the song is a bit of warning toward toward teenagers as well, and how and how like, they're like, like, like taken too. advantage of by the system. Yeah, and I don't think that Dob- Dobby doesn't. I, I mean, I think that it's like common to think that maybe he rebels against against uh, like unjust systems but he doesn't really
0: yeah yeah he's he 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 is happy to not partake in those systems but he's not railing against them right
1: i think i think disenchanted is probably our best our best it's
0: a very that's a very triumphant song uh yeah i'm gonna go with disenchanted okay number two you have to regrow, and I guess th- th- what is also going to be difficult is we are, we're, we're going to have to kind of filter this through multiple, like, layers, because these are questions that are aimed at, like, what are we deciding in these situations that Dobby was never necessarily in? Right. Because right. <laughs> this one is, you have to regrow your bones after a nasty run-in with a Whomping Willow, which song are you sleeping to in the hospital wing?
1: That is bizarre. That is a bu- truly right. bizarre question.
0: So we're, we're stuck in the hospital. Yep. And what are we listening to? We are we listening to I will follow you into the dark by Death Cab for Cutie? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Are we listening to uh Call It Karma by Silverstein? Here's
1: the problem with the Death Cab for Cutie song is that it there's starts. no well, yeah, but all but also like
0: Catholic youth. I
1: know. But it's like if you're it, like I think that the experience of like regrowing your bones, which is like horrific, right? Yeah, horribly painful, I think that puts your like s- like your uh, like sad like whatever part of you that can listen to that song and be sad on the back burner. like your other yeah. problems just aren't so bad. You're like, oh, actually I'm feeling, actually, Catholic I'm school, physical pain. actually Catholic school actually, Catholic school was okay, it's fine. right now I'm kind of focused on on my current state.
0: I would much rather uh, a a vicious nun was making my knuckles bleed rather than (laughs) regrowing my fucking bones. I would take being slapped over the head by a teacher over that. Over this this sort
1: of body horror (laughs) torture that I'm experiencing.
0: Uh, Yeah. Call It Karma by Silverstein. Circles by Post Malone. Or, finally, When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish.
1: That's a good one. So I'm going to need I'm going to need some context for the middle two because I am not much not much of a music person. I'm sure that I've heard them, but I don't know them off the top
0: of my head. I'm so I am not a Silverstein knower very much. I circles with Post Malone. It's a, you know, emo rap kind of sad R&B stuff. Yeah. Billie Eilish uh and death cat for cutie what do you think dobby would, would choose here
1: i'm sorry I've, I've a little bit forgotten um what, is, is <laughs> what, there a the reason scenario? that we're in the hospital is it just like we no reason
0: we're regrowing our bones we got bopped by the wh- whomping willow is is why we're here
1: oh i mean that's not really like a sad thing that ha- it's just like uh yeah. an accident
0: I, yeah, I mean, like, it's, to me, I'd just be like, I, I guess, like, if I just had to sit there, I'd listen to what I most wanted to listen to, right? Which I think out of these would be Billie Eilish. um And I don't, but like, what would Dobby pick?
1: I just think that if I'm injured and in horrible pain, I want the music to, like, match the pain I'm in, right? I don't want it to be, like, mm-hmm. down tempo, you know, yeah, quiet. You want
0: aggressive, angry, oof, ow.
1: Right. Music, I don't know if Dobby right. would want that, though.
0: Yeah, Dobby just seems like he would want to he want to chill.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I don't think Dobby has much aggressiveness in him. Yeah. So probably the most like chill, like what's gonna calm him down? What's gonna make him feel better?
0: Like, out of those, probably the post-Malone song, I would guess. Sure. Like that's very that's very like kind of airy music and like, you know, it's got like those very uh uh down-tempo beats and stuff i think that might relax dobby but also yeah yeah i'm gonna choose that that's uh, dobby's gonna listen to post malone okay it's time for a big quidditch match against your most hated house what song is pumping you up Mmm. uh dna by kendrick lamar oh hell yeah the anthem by good charlotte
1: (laughs) i do not like good charlotte (laughs) Dobby might, though.
0: Uh, Candy by Machine Gun Kelly. No, thank you. Uh, or Misery Business by Paramore.
1: <laughs> it's really hard for me not to pick Misery Business. <laughs> that is a, a truly terrible song. Uh, but it's 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 hype.
0: It's hype. It gets you going. What would Dobby listen anymore, to, though? Did? Have I talked about that on here before? I feel like I have. No, what? <laughs> yeah, she, Why, because uh, it's uh, horrible? Yeah, and she won't. She says it's it's uh, it's too crude and sexist and and, and mean.
1: Hmm. Interesting. She should.
0: <laughs> just lean into it. Yeah.
1: Um, I do just want to pick DNA because it's hype.
0: It's a great song.
1: I mean, like, if you want to get hyped up before the big game, I think that's a good one. I envision
0: Dobby having pretty good taste, I think. I mean, you just
1: picked a Post Malone song for him oh, in the last yeah, question, okay. so.
0: Mm, uh, yeah, that's inconsistent. Yeah. If Dobby's trying to get hyped up. huh Dobby would listen to, I think Dobby, out of these, Dobby's listening to Kendrick Lamar. That, this is the most, that is the most, like, just straight up, out of all of these, the most, like, that's, like, the, the biggest, like, chest-beating song out of these, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Proud-feeling song. Right. right? The, the other ones sort of have, like, a there's like a there's like kind of like an aspect of like self-loathing to all these other ones right right like, good charlotte that's their whole deal uh machine gun kelly he's he, that's his whole deal too paramore it's very venomous right and dobby doesn't really have any venom in his heart mm-hmm. so i'm good i think kendrick lamar here
1: i i think also dobby would listen to that to um dna like to get hyped up before he saved um carrie yeah. water hermione from bellatrix like i think that he, he like was like i need to get hyped up i need to do this like crazy thing and he that's yeah. that would w-
0: be what he would listen to <laughs> yeah 100 the real question is does he listen to all of the like intro track that kicks in before dna does he like let the whole thing build all the way or does he just skip straight to track two
1: i think it depends on how much time he has to get hyped, how much warning <laughs> right <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i guess i guess if time's not a luxury you just go to track two but like the the build in the first track that's pretty important
1: well the thing is is like he probably could listen to both before a quidditch game if he was playing quidditch for some reason because he can like he can mark that time on his count like he knows what time the game starts but probably (laughs) he probably had to skip that uh before he saved harry ron hermione from bellatrix because it's like i gotta go
0: soon in a pinch he'll just go to track two yeah okay so i'm gonna pick dna Pick your favorite rapper. Mm. This feels kind of like a repeat of the last couple of questions, honestly. Yeah. Uh, although, weirdly, Kendrick Lamar is not on here, so we can't say that Dobby's favorite rapper is Kendrick Lamar, I mm. guess. We can pick from Machine Gun Kelly, which I just refuse to believe <laughs> that Dobby would listen to post what, Malone. What is, what's your reasoning? Machine Gun Kelly is just really. Uh, <sighs> He he's he has like a much like meaner and like again like the kind of like self-loathing vibe like he's a very okay. like
1: yeah i i totally agree with you i just say i just want to like to think about dobby you know and i i do agree he, yeah. like do, like dobby he's just so there's just it's like goodness in him
0: dobby doesn't have that level of vindictive like vindictive like self-pity right? right which makes this difficult i guess it does but- um, but yeah, so Machine Gun Kelly, Post Malone, Childish Gambino, or Tyler the Creator. Hmm. For Dobby. I'm gonna go with Tyler the Creator because he's mischievous. I love that. Cause, Cause, you know, the whole odd future thing, that was that was all that was, you know, that was teenage mischief stuff. And Dobby Dobby's a little prankster sometimes.
1: I got a little stuck because there's a um dobby is like a little bit
0: non-political yeah if that makes,
1: <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense um yeah. where i'm like i mean music is very political you know yes and i'm mm-hmm. like that's a little that's a little hard but i, I totally see where you're coming from
0: i'm i'm, I'm looking at this from a pr- perspective too of like let's look at like title the creator's like character growth as an artist right Odd Future, I like a lot of Odd Future stuff, but a lot of it has not aged very well, mm. right? And a lot of it is, like, steeped in, like, you know, teenage homophobia and sexism and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Right? Yeah. But it but it still has, you know, the older stuff, it still has that very, like, prankish vibe that feels very Dobby, right? Like, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I love that. Um, however, as Tyler's career has gone on, and he's released, like, his last two albums, which are much more serious and much more self-reflective and, and uh, earnest, right that's sort of like dobby as well like dobby you know he started off trying to curse bludgers to knock harry off his broom and, and whatnot uh-huh. and then and then uh sort of blossomed into like sort of a protector uh and 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 really uh valued his friendship with harry and stuff so i think i think that that that's appropriate i think that, uh dobby might see something in in that career arc for tyler mm, yeah i i'm totally on board okay we're gonna go with tyler You had a massive day outrunning a dragon. You're soaking in the tub, trying to figure out the next clue. What are you relaxing to?
1: I am 100% picturing Dobby sitting in the tub like Geralt right now. (laughs) It is such a strong, a strong vision in my Um, mind's eye.
0: Oh, how beautiful. (laughs) Just his his legs sticking up in the air. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. oh okay well the options are so keep that image in your head yep i will dobby dobby's is getting into into this big bath uh and and he's relaxing and he's listening to either panic at the disco fugazi a day to remember or bonnie Vare.
1: i just love this image of dobby in the tub with his feet sticking out listening to bonnie Vare like i am so i'm so enchanted. <laughs> it's very relaxing
0: i know that sounds very relaxing i'm yeah i i think that because that, because like panic at the disco that's again that's very that is not relaxing to me not relaxing and and again a lot of those songs kind of have that like more venomous streak to them right uh and and i I don't think that that's what dobby does to relax you know Mm -hmm. i think dobby has a lot of venom to spare for his enemies yeah when the time comes right he's not like thinking about that when he's relaxing no
1: i think think that he you know he had a hard day at work probably and he's like i'm gonna have a good soak and listen to some bonnie (laughs) bear
0: yeah yeah so no fugazi no no day to remember he's listening to bonnie bear i agree Your date? Just turned down your invitation to the Yule Ball. Time to cry. Oh. We've got Nikki FM by Hawthorne Heights. If it means a lot to you by Day to Remember. I Miss You by (laughs) Blink-182. Or Miserable at Best by Mayday Parade.
1: So, I don't know off the top of my head any of these songs, but, like, I also don't need to. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You know what all these sound like. Yeah. I don't like any of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we can cross off Hawthorne Heights for Dobby. Why's that? I don't think Dobby's into Screamo. Yeah, that's fair enough. He's got those big ears. I think he might go like, ooh. Oh, I don't like harsh vocals. Right. Too much screaming. Yeah. I... blink 182 again similar to the tyler thing it has that kind of prankish vibe it's a little it's a little tongue-in-cheek you yeah know, maybe like not that song pr- specifically he's like probably that not vibe. all that
1: down he's like i'm in my feelings right now i yeah. want to feel my feelings but he knows it's not the end of the world
0: mm-hmm yeah Blink-182 seems like a good, you know, because like, like Blink-182, that's like, you know, a lot of those are like sad or frustrated songs, but they're always pretty upbeat and like you could still skate to them, right? Right. You can still. Yeah. You Dobby, know,
1: Dobby's sad. He's crying, but he knows that tomorrow's another day.
0: Exactly. I'm going to go with Blink-182
1: here. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You get to choose one band to never exist. Who do you pick? The Beatles. <laughs> well, that is the first option on here. <laughs> Your options are the Beatles, Imagine Dragons, the Black Eyed Peas, or Nickelback.
1: It's <sighs> really Sophie's choice, isn't it? Mm. Okay, but I'm in, I'm Dobby, right? Dobby, you're Dobby. I know your people.
0: option. I we know gonna, your question.
1: Wait, we know mine. What do you think mine is?
0: You said you said the Beatles.
1: Oh, right, I did, didn't I? Just
0: right, just immediately before I even here's read the, the thing. Here's you're the like, thing,
1: though. Fuck the Beatles. Here's the thing. If the Beatles didn't exist in the real world. We would never get the film starring Ed Sheeran about the Beatles not existing. <laughs> about
0: the Beatles never
1: existing. <laughs> That is that is the flap of the butterfly's wings,
0: <laughs> which also apparently has like a joke about Harry Potter also not existing. Like that's like the stinger at the end of the movie. Mhm. Like, right. like someone he says like let's let's watch Harry Potter and she's like what's that or whatever. Apparently right. like that's
1: yeah, I'm not gonna take that away from the world. No. Um also, this might be controversial. Yeah. Nickelback is one of the most popular bands ever. Yeah. I do not like Nickelback. No. I do not want to take that away from people though. Like, I like I, I think I, that yeah. it, like if people like like it is like it is so well liked, people love it, why would I wanna ruin that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're going to... Unfortunately, I mean, that's the same for all these other ones, too, though.
1: Uh, Right, like, why would I take Imagine Dragons away from myself getting the somber, sexy cover of Warriors (laughs) in the new League of Legends cinematic? Like, how could I do that?
0: Yeah, and if we had no Black Eyed Peas, we wouldn't have... I think Black
1: Eyed Peas might be my choice, actually. Like, my personal choice. Your personal
0: choice. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think
1: the Beatles, like... Well, I just can't- we gotta have that film, right? You can't-
0: We gotta have that film. I like- so I like the Beatles. I like the Beatles. Fine.
1: And dads love the Beatles. Why would I take yeah. that away from the dads of the world?
0: Uh, I have- I have a, a- a galaxy brain take on what Dobby would think here. Okay. For- for getting rid of the black-eyed peas. Okay. Dobby, above all else, he- he- he loves his friends. Yep. And he, uh, he hates- uh, uh people being mean and he hates prejudice yes uh the black eyed peas before the song was called let's get it started in here right it used it used to be something else
1: right yes it did it used to
0: be a different song and i think that dobby might have really disliked that i, I dislike dobby that hear, yeah i think but i think that dobby would hear that and go like that's not okay you can't do that that's not cool um So I think maybe he would, he would say like, okay, like for that, you, you know, you, uh, that that might be his choice. Get out of here with
1: that. that.
0: He doesn't want to hear that.
1: Mm -mm. Okay, cool. Dobby and I are in agreement.
0: (laughs) All right. You're 11 years old and a very large man just burst into your house. (laughs) (laughs) What a question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're 11 years old and the very large man just burst into your house to tell you that you're a wizard which band are you celebrating with? I mean okay that I know is what so much <laughs> yeah very powerful way to phrase that green question. day 100% uh, well you're options here unfortunately are blink 182 my chemical romance black veil brides or the bomb pops i have no idea who the bomb okay, Pops okay so
1: my chemical romance is my favorite band in this list obviously yep. they're <laughs> not really a celebration band no it's what song would i listen to to celebrate
0: this mm, well you could some stuff off danger days is pretty sure high, pretty, you could listen to na 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 you could listen to uh yeah it's not the title. What's the song with, uh, gravity? air. Don't mean to me. That's a good song.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that's my obvious choice. Yeah. What about Dobby, what, though?
0: What's Dobby's choice? Not Black Veil Brides. Again, Screamo. Not, he's, he's, I just don't think that's his genre. What
1: are the other ones? I've already forgotten.
0: Blink-182, My Chemical Romance, and then The Bomb Pops, which I, again, I have no clue what The Bomb Pops I feel pops like we are. might have to go with Blink-182 again. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think that that's kind of his vibe sometimes.
1: I, I love my chemical romance. I just don't think that that's Dobby's. No. Dobby's thing.
0: Okay. Henceforth, all Mandrake screams are pleasant and sound like which iconic voice? <sighs> Brendan Urie, Patrick Stump, M. Shadows, or Joan Jett?
1: These are all very funny answers.
0: Yeah. So Joan Jett from the runaways m shadows who's he that's who's he from i'm really showing my ass here brendan yuri is from panic at the disco panic at the disco patrick stump is not fallout boy (laughs) who's patrick stump patrick star from spongebob all mandrakes sound like that patrick (laughs) stump Oh no, I was right. Fallout Boy, haha. Okay, I am smart. And then M Shadows, that's that's Bright Eyes. Who's M Shadows? No, Connor Oberst is. I
1: wish I wish that Bright Eyes was on this list, though.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, (laughs) M Shadows is the guy from *Avenged Sevenfold*. Oh,
1: can I please write in an answer? Because I just wanted to be the Bright Eyes guy. Yeah, I think Dobby would too
0: yeah that would, that would be an, a pleasant sound uh okay but what would dobby so does dobby want mandrakes to sound like panic fallout boy avenge sevenfold or the runaways
1: probably panic at the disco right i'm not yeah. saying that he would listen yeah. to panic at the disco but of the i feel like i'm bamboozling myself with the question
0: yeah i'm gonna go with brendan Urie. i think it's upbeat. I'm, I'm thinking, like, like like Dobby, he likes stuff bright, upbeat, poppy. Yeah. A lot of the time, I yeah. think. So I think, I think that Panic, especially modern Panic, uh-huh. right? uh That's that. He's listening to Centuries.
1: Yeah, or like that pop song that Brendon Urie did with Taylor Swift.
0: Right, exactly. Okay. You just found out your family pet is a Death Eater who betrayed your best friend's parents and ultimately led them to being murdered. Very specific.
1: I... <laughs> These these questions, obviously they're Harry Potter references, but just like that the Hagrid telling me I'm a wizard one, <laughs> I was just like, what do you mean my cat is a death eater? Like, what are yeah. you talking about? it's very confusing. I understand Painting now. Quite
0: a specific picture. Right. Uh you're not taking the news well. Which is your go to metal song?
1: Oh, Dobby getting aggressive.
0: Yeah. Feeling betrayed. Yeah. So we have War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Walk by Pantera, Nero Forte by Slipknot, or Chop Suey by System of a Down.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I want to pick Chop Suey because it's the funniest song on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hilarious. That If I were taking this quiz, that's what I would pick. Easy. Snap decision. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to pick the Black Sabbath song for Dobby, though. Yeah. Because I, I think, think that he's like you know he's loyal and like he's not like very aggressive but like he's he's gonna get mad and he's gonna do the right thing right and that's like yeah. that's the vibe it's like he's he's gonna go be mad but do the right thing
0: black sabbath is very laid back compared to these right that's very true. groovy right like yeah. like yeah it's slow it's, like, it's plotting it's, it's yeah
1: it's groovy but it's also just like he ma- he made his decision he knows what he's gonna do
0: very confident mm-hmm. yeah i like that okay we're gonna be go with black sabbath which band do you want to sponsor dumbledore's army
1: dumbledore's army is getting a sponsor
0: they're getting a band sponsorship. A
1: podcast
0: <laughs> disgusted alkaline trio water parks day six or baby metal baby metal baby metal I think Dobby likes Baby Metal. Oh yeah. I think Dobby, you know, like we said, Dobby doesn't really like screaming vocals that much, and they have pretty minimal screaming vocals in Baby <laughs> Metal. Sure. Uh, but also, I think that he is just enchanted by that band's whole vibe. Yeah. Again, very, very like pranky, very tongue in cheek. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he's into that. I think that's a surefire one. for Easy. Dobby. Easy. Easy. Also, Dobby my choice. The- <laughs> well it's that part in harry potter and the deathly hallows part one where dobby dies we're getting really meta mm, here. interesting uh you're bawling your eyes out i am. And all you want to do is stay inside and have a nice big cry that's What's right your song of choice mm. nothing compares to you by shanae o'connor <laughs> something in the way by nirvana okay everybody hurts by r.e.m or Three Cheers for Five Years by Mayday Parade.
1: What would Dobby listen to to react to his own death?
0: (sighs) Nothing Compares to You is a good song.
1: I do not know it off the top of my head.
0: I like Sinead O'Connor. It's very corny. I don't think Something in the Way is Nirvana, or I don't think Nirvana is Dobby's vibe here. Everybody Hurts, I could see, because, like, that's a sad song. Again, very cheesy, but, like, that, the, the the message of that song is that, like, hey, you're not the only one. Uh, yeah, which, uh, every- again,
1: is very Dobby to me. Yeah,
0: Dobby Dobby's not going to wallow in self-pity, right? Like, you know, he's just like, well, this is a part of life. Yeah, he's going to feel
1: his feelings and then, and then go on with his life, right?
0: Everybody Hurts. Yeah, I agree. I think he listens to R.E.M., for sure. Uh-huh. If an album was a Horcrux and needed to be destroyed to save the world, which incredible record are you deleting? This is a weird one. Wouldn't cause... the
1: Horcrux have to be like in one physical album? Presuming that the re- like it would have to be like you're not destroying the source code. You're not like right. when when Harry destroys the diary, he doesn't destroy all diaries.
0: <laughs> okay, whatever. I will ac- I will
1: accept the premise.
0: Three cheers for sweet revenge by My Chemical Romance. No, a fever you can't sweat out by Panic at the Disco, from Under the Cork Tree by Fall Out Boy or American Idiot by Green Day.
1: Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I will say, I I can't help but insert what I would do, and um, and I'm sorry to Panic at the Disco, but I'm so sick of getting that song stuck in my head with the goddamn door that 100. <laughs> I would, I would, I would destroy that off the
0: face of the earth here's the thing i don't understand really is this is this one asking us to make a sacrifice are we choosing our favorite one if like is it asking us like make the biggest sacrifice delete one of these albums like which one is your favorite that one has to be the horcrux or is it saying which of these four amazing albums is your least favorite that you would want to get rid of
1: it's a very confusing question.
0: Yeah, it's not worded super great.
1: Can you read the wording to me again?
0: If an album was a horcrux and needed to be be destroyed to save the world, which incredible record are you deleting?
1: I think it's, like, the one you like the least, right?
0: It's gotta, okay, yeah, I think it's gotta be, like, it's presuming that we love all four of these, I right, think.
1: Right, which of course, of course we do. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if I had to choose the best one, or the, the one to, that would be the greatest sacrifice, like, American Idiot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Took down George W. Bush. Uh, <laughs> took down the United States government. Um, That's right. Ushered us into the utopia we live in today. <laughs> um, so we can't. We can't get rid of that.
0: Uh,
1: I don't what's... think D- D- Dobby, though.
0: <sighs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say something controversial here. Sure. I think that Dobby would get rid of the My Chemical album.
1: I think I agree with that.
0: Because again, not a judgment on that album. Fantastic, obviously. I've been listening to it a lot this week.
1: Yeah, it's wallowing um, though.
0: It's wall it's wallowing. It's it's wallowing and it's and it's like mean, right? Right. And that's just not that's just not Dobby's vibe.
1: It's my vibe. I love that. I love to wallow. Love to be mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Totally.
1: But Dobby, yep. nope.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Agreed. Ah, like, oh, fucking ads again. Okay. Jesus. Alt press. You've got me over a barrel here. I can't click out of this thing. Come on. Stop. Go. Okay, so three cheers for fruit revenge. Mm Mm-hmm. Pick a genre. Pop punk. Post hardcore. Metal. Rap. Pop punk. It's pop punk. It's pop punk. Yep. It's a Dobby pop punk. Oh, yeah. Easy. 100%. Easy, time for potions class. Which band is getting you through the slog? Uh, Silverstein, Foo Fighters, Joy Division, or Underoath?
1: I don't have much context for any of these.
0: I think it's for I think for Dobby it's Foo Fighters. That's the hap. That's the like <laughs> most chillest vibes out of these. I think <laughs> that's fair enough. And that's Dobby. Dobby's. I love Joy Division. Dobby's not listening to Joy Division. No, probably not. Which band could pull off singing in parcel tongue the best? This is I assume, So this is Dobby's opinion, Okay. I guess. Uh, <laughs> All Time Low, Slipknot, Evanescence, or Avenged Sevenfold?
1: Ah, uh, Evanescence.
0: Yeah, I think Evanescence for sure. That's
1: just the correct answer.
0: That's just the correct answer both for us and for Dobby. Yeah. I think Dobby, here's, you know what? Again, Dobby, he's a very sweet little elf. Uh-huh. And I think that Dobby might look back at this, these quiz answers so far and go, "You know what? All these bands have been men so far. Right? Let's let's give Evanescence, let's give Amy Lee, some time in the spotlight. Exactly. Evanescence. Which iconic singer is your Patronus? What new lore? New lore. Gerard Way. Remington Leith. <laughs>
1: Imagine taking the Patronus quiz on the Wizarding World website and getting Gerard Way.
0: I would be the happiest person on earth if that (laughs) happened. Are you kidding me?
1: My Patronus is a shark. What's yours? Uh, It's Gerard Way.
0: (laughs) It's great. You know, he can chase the Dementors away and then we can talk about Doom Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Gerard Way, Remington Leaf, uh, Haley Williams, or Billie Eilish
1: go with Billie eilish here i feel like Billie eilish and davi would get along is the thing
0: yeah yeah i could see that
1: like they'd hang out which i know isn't really the question i just don't think that davi would necessarily listen to Billie eilish but like i feel like they personally would just like
0: hit it off right like he would meet her like backstage or something like he's working he's working the catering or something uh and and he you know they really hit it off not about the music right right yeah i could see that billy eilish we're gonna go with that we failed <laughs> we okay then up. it's just
1: wrong because i yeah. feel like
0: we know dobby better than everyone we have we have crafted the perfect dobby this here. is Do- this is the true dobby is We've, we built real dobby this quiz says that we are harry potter which i am insulted How? by I, that I is am-
1: disgusting
0: yeah I'm I am annoyed. I I am not you love being the star of the show. You dabble in all genres from hardcore to polka. You're a sucker for a good pump up song too. Sometimes your friends may think you're whiny, but you have a lot on your plate. After all, it's not easy being the chosen one.
1: Does everyone have a different edition of the Harry Potter series? Every <laughs> time, every time I hear like an assessment of Harry's character, I'm just like, what what did you read? No, we are Dobby.
0: I will not hear. I will not hear this. We crafted a perfect Dobby here. I will not hear otherwise. (laughs) Out of the options given to us, we made we 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 navigated these waters. We created a Dobby for sure. I think we probably did like too good on this. (laughs) Mm, We we thought about this way more than they did, probably is what i'm gonna say right which is our our own failing. that's so rude we are not hairy i'm insulted by that
1: i will say to to the extent that like to this like i feel like usually and i went in very arrogant because usually it's so easy to rig these right like yeah, it's so uh-huh. it's so easy to get what you want yeah uh, alas
0: yeah well you normally in these there's a question that's like uh it's a party where are you and it'll be like oh i'm showing people my firebolt, or i'm three feet tall and serving <laughs> canapes right like it's usually very easy right uh, but, but uh this one no i i i stand by our choices i think we we crafted a, a beautiful uh uh portrait of dobby's taste here
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think so too
0: well we should probably take it to the close what do you say after you know we we've we've embraced defeat here Mm. like dobby we're sad about it, but we're not going to wallow. No, you know? I'm not going
1: to move on. You know, I have half the day left. Um, <laughs> I, I might listen to some My Chemical Romance later.
0: Yeah, you and 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 then you've got some Witcher to look forward to. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all all is not lost. But yeah, let's let's close out. Our theme song is Haunt McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them as always for letting us use it as our theme song. You check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast we have so much good bonus content for you there we got let's plays we have bonus episodes we've started talking about the witcher which i imagine will carry us through quite a few episodes (laughs) at least a check-in uh every now and then but uh but yeah there's there's a lot to look for there if you're not already subscribed and liz what are we reading next week we are
1: reading chapter 16 it is called a very frosty christmas
0: i do not like the chapter art for this one
1: no i'm disturbed
0: it's a little creepy but we'll find out what that's all about next week and please even if you are sitting there listening to some some you know some fine emo tunes please listen to another book bu- or <laughs> listen to or read another book if you're an audiobook please read another book if you go into the dream of a lady Makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this heart and mama is just a cat in disguise.